This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 121 of the Andy Takers Chance podcast. Joining me today, we've got Paws and we've got Sai. Fortunately, Matt won't be joining us today. And on behalf of everyone in the pod, we want to send our best wishes and love to, to his, himself and his family and his sad loss last week. Matt, we're thinking about you, mate, and we're all here for you if you need us. And that goes for all the other Steel Town family. So we want to see you back on here soon, mate. All the best. Guys, it's been a while it, since we did a pod. It, it's really been such a weird time. It feels like... <laughs> It's like a month uh, has passed since the Millwall game, but obviously we'll we'll try and chat about the you know the three games that we've had in the week and that as well. And classic town, win one, draw one, lost one. Probably should have won all three. We'll start with yesterday's game. Uh, I'll come to you, pause. Uh, bloody hell, man! That's all I can say. <laughs> it's like the post was ah uh, worse than even on it. Honestly, mate, we got the perfect. That Sinani, who I've kind of banged on a little bit about, just needs to go. Beautiful finish, wasn't it? I can help defender off on that as well. Put it in the confidence is there. And we look really good going forward as, as well. And then it's just always same as a Tampa, isn't it? You just, them two chances, obviously, Colwell, yeah. we'll have a little discussion on that. And then, you know, Danny Ward again in the post. And you just know what's going to happen, don't you, mate? It was it a funny one because, like you say, we got, we got you know, the early girl capitalised on. You know, a bit of bad defending from Cardiff and Sanani puts it in and you're thinking, do you know what, it's it's one of them. But, you know, you read stats before Cardiff, I think they've not won in 10 or something ridiculous like that. And, you know, town turn up and we always upset the form up, don't we? So you, that's it back in your mind. But when you go 1-0 up, you're thinking, do you know what, we're doing all right here. And as you say, attacking-wise, I, I read a, a few bits after after match online and, you know, people reffing and jeffing and saying how bad we are and stuff like that. But I think, that, I think a lot of that were frustration from what I've just gone before because from, from my opinion and from watching it, we were, we, I won't say we were 100% in control of that match, but we were, we were on, you know, we had about arm's length and I never really felt we were being bombarded. And as much as town can quite typically throw away a 1-0, uh, you know, 1-0 lead um, like we did, it, 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 it was strange how it felt because 
I, I always thought we were going to throw it away, but not because Cardiff were doing no good, just because we missed so many chances. It just had that air of in, in, you know, inevitability about it. And Corwell, you know, he, he heads it straight at Smithies from, what, four yards? I mean, it looks like a fantastic save on, on replay, but it's just a like a reaction off at post. And then Ward goes through and, you know, sort of flicks it around and again off at post and flashed five or six balls across that sort of six-yard box area and, you know, you just wonder if someone like Jordan Rhodes would have been on pitch, would he have gone at the end of a couple of them? I, you know, I think he would have done. Um, and all of a sudden, it, it's a different game. But you can you can point to various little things, you know. You've got to look at Sarver Thomas, in, you know, right at the death. He's, he sort of tried to play a little dinking ball over the top when, on reflection, he'd have better just been, you know, keeping hold of it. And, you know, then it goes up other end and, you know, Kiefer Moore sticks it in back at net and all of a sudden it, it's, it's 2-1. And all that hard work and all that endeavour seems, you know, it knocks, us, knocks the wind out of you, doesn't it, losing like that. And, you know, obviously it's a couple of injuries as well, which we battled through. And, yeah, we're, it, it had shades of the, the Peterborough match. I know you went down there, Cosy, so, you know, it, it was similar to that. I, I didn't go down to Peterborough, but I had it, had it on. And, you know, lots of chances created and just no, we just couldn't get that, you know, that foothold to get, enough in front to, to run out winners and it's so frustrating because if if not really we've we've played well enough for me to get nine points there and you've come away with with four so it's you know five points five points thrown away and you know we look at the league table and if we'd have held out against guard I think we'd have gone three points off third and as it stands now I think we're, we're three points off 16th so it just shows how tight it is it's it's ridiculous, and all it takes is a couple a couple more bad results, and all of a sudden you're back down at bottom third, and every everything don't look as rosy as what it what it might have been. I don't know. It's it's funny. I know we've chatted about like people's expectations and all that sort of stuff, but it just for me, it just felt like this little bad couple of results, little bad of form, have just run out of steam, and it were always going to happen. And for me, the international break now has come at a good time, so we can sort of regroup and and take stock, and you know. Go again, as the as the phrase goes. Matt needs to come back because unprofessionally, I've not. Why did you put them here? Magic Rock Brewing sponsors our podcast. <laughs> Magic Rock Brewing's brilliant. When I was in Spain, they were telling me that Magic Rock Brewing is available as well in Malaga. So yeah, don't go there though. I think it's Magic Rock and Firth and other Shield. They're the can. So how creative <laughs> that side. I don't think a fantastic, obviously a bland background. You with be- your beautiful bottles of. Obviously, Magic Rock Vodka, I suppose, but yeah. God, yeah, this pods have covered quite a lot of things there, uh, Si. I think it's it's so frustrating because I think they, they asked me, I, I went on Radio Leeds on Tuesday because I thought, I've got to get it out of my system. It's our annoyed because Peterborough, they always seem to kind of get one over us and stuff. And very similar to yesterday, it's almost like we were out a bit of a gas, really, and that as well after spurning chances to kind of put it to bed, really. And uh, yeah, it's... You know, like when you're losing to Fulham and Bournemouth, you're not probably, you know, like fair enough, you know, quality teams, but it's like when you can't finish it off and it's just, it's tough to take. But the difference in the game, positive touchdown there, we haven't got a Jordan Rhodes or anyone really. Mipo, I'll come on to later because I watched the beating game the other day, but they got key from all that, some sub that, mate, for a team that's 10 way out of win and what have you. And if you looked at him, he's the last thing, if I were to defend anything, bloody hell, obviously, kind of Welsh international, but big, strong. And his goals, mate, just what we haven't got, in it? You don't you think it's like towering physical presence and good, two great finishes, but obviously bad for us. It it's so frustrating, isn't it, really? Because we he should have been two, three nil and, and game over. They, they were done, weren't they? With second goal for us, I'm sure. Yeah, in both games, we, we score a second, the game's put to bed, we come away with 
to Posse's point, kind of nine points on the week. I think my biggest frustration is that, on paper at least, Millwall was the hardest game of the three. And we got the three points against Millwall, now we'll come to discuss it shortly. Um, and then you kind of thought, crikey, what an opportunity we've got now, kind of two lesser teams kind of kind of could come away with a win and a draw, two wins potentially. And, and we've kind of, to Posse's point, dropped, dropped five points and kind of, Will we come to rule that come the end of the season? Only time will tell. I think the point would be made then about kind of looking at leg is quite interesting. We use the same team, I think I'm right in saying, kind of on all three games, even with the injuries to Hogg and Holmes. And hindsight's a wonderful thing, but kind of do we need to rotate the squad more particularly? We'll, we'll obviously have an international break now and we'll hopefully come back a bit fresh, but just wondered if we could have kind of been a bit more clever in that regard. In the nuclear times of the goals that we conceded in 84 minutes against Peterborough, and obviously the game essentially against Cardiff, couldn't it's we have a bit more to have some fresh legs on the pitch? It's an obvious conclusion that side, isn't it? And, and obviously the tweets have come in. I saw a lot of kind of things yesterday on, on Radio Leeds and what have you, but you'd think, wouldn't you? I was absolutely stunned, to be fair, when I saw that team sheet at two o'clock yesterday. Absolutely stunned. And only the medical people know, you know, kind of what's happened with Organ Holmes and stuff, but they were the last two people I expected to be lining up. and Kind of comes back maybe some of the stuff we were seeing last season. Parts is does he not trust what's in you mm. know kind of back up and that as well? Because for me, again, kind of touching on that beating of Rolando Allen, Rolando Allen's really good, obviously. You know, QPRB and what have you. It's hard to conclusion, but this were a man who were hungry, energetic, ready for the start. And obviously, he's, he's, I suppose the answer looking at it's easy. So, but Thomas, I, I knew he'd play because I just thought Cardiff, it's Wales, spotlight on there. Just, he might knock his ego a little bit, kind of dropped, you know, all the, the, the Welsh focus on him and that as well. But yeah. I suppose it were good enough for Kiefer Moore to score too. But he, I don't know. I just callous and and so it, it, to his players. Danny, and, but it's Danny Ward for me as well. Kind of, he's, he's played kind of essentially two full games, kind of done lots of hard work, kind of in, out of out of possession ultimately, kind of against the ball. And he's not exactly in blistering form, is he? So maybe. Chuck Fraser Campbell in from the start against that game kind of it does a similar job if we're being honest with ourselves and you can always introduce Ward off the bench I, I was to I your point kind of because yeah, I was just surprised he went with the same team I don't know if Carlos is like friends but ex-Cardiff Cardiff guy and stuff is that you know I don't know it's, does that play a part it shouldn't do really should it? I, I think, I think the, you looked like you, you looked to our bench though throughout and apart from Coroma who's not in any sort of form anyway who who do you bring in that's that's going to be as, as adequate as who's gone out and there ain't really anyone, is there? So maybe Carlos is thinking we've we've got an international break coming up, we've got two week off, let's let's risk, let's 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 play the risk and let's you know keep the same team because after tonight they'll have two weeks to recover. You don't know, do you? For me, it's it's easy to say afterwards because we've had two injuries and we've conceded late on. But if we go and hold out and win, he's a, he's a genius for you know play the play the winning side so you know it is a, it's a tough one as a manager I, I always think it's a tough one when when your players that are coming in you know you, you brought a Scott High in a hog he, he's not a DM he's not a six is he? he's an eight and that's Lewis O'Brien's position so although he's come on he's not playing his favourite role so you know he's, he's he's looking a little bit weak there Karoma again has come on for Holmes he's not really done all to make me think he deserves to start. I think your point about Aaron's because the the club big him up massively on social media. They're forever banging on about him, forever putting these videos and tweets and hashtags and all this lot. He's got to be there or thereabouts, and he's got to be knocking on doors. So you know, put him in. Try some, try something a little bit different, like you say. Bring 
bring Meepo on with 10, 15 to go and let us play into the channels and get him, you know, running, uh, turning them around and just try something a little bit different maybe. But again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Isn't it? And if you're all that and win 1-0 there, all of a sudden Carlos is a genius for, you know, for, uh, for picking up the three points. So, you know, like I say, it is disappointing though to concede right at end. You know, if, if you let one in on 50 and then hold out or whatever, then fair enough. But to concede against Peterborough and Cardiff so late on, it, it, it's got to be down to to summer and, and tiredness could be, could be it. Corolla. I think the other thing that frustrated me was just the type of goal as well. We've, we've been really good kind of defensively in, in the air this season, obviously goals in the opposition box from set pieces and such with Tom Lees and Matty Pearson, but to concede then two goals at the other end in the manner that we did kind of, kind of really hurt actually. If you'd been kind of carved apart and, and what have you, then so be it, but he stands, puts Matty Pierce on his backside and then hangs up to the back post. The marking's quite poor. It's a good finish by Keith Moore. It's just that the manner of the goal, I think, was a bit frustrating. I think you look when you look at the replays, he's kind of begging for a, a foul and he knows in his heart, I think, in especially a big guy like him. The Peterborough goal really kind of wound me up a little bit more because there were like three occasions wanting the turn, you know, Colwell who, you know, let's, yeah. I don't want to like pull individuals down and stuff, but but in the classic, but but Corwell again, you know, he thought he got I a think, shove on. I think at a there were a little nudge there. Yeah, you know, when when you look at a player's reaction, and I'm not just saying it's because it's town, but you can almost see him as he goes up, his arms go out as if they have been pushed as mm. they're both jumping. And I think a little a little bit of you know, why would he why would he claim a foul there? Because if he doesn't oh, get so a foul, think, he lay that way. Do you think on yesterday's goals? I'm again I'm playing amateur psychologist here, but the fact that I mean, it's his reaction when he missed, well, Smithers, let's give him the credit. Yeah, brilliant save. His reaction were like, oh my God, how the hell has that not gone in? Yeah. Isn't that kind of toyed in his mind and stuff? Or is that, that's just a cheap thing to kind of throw at when, could you see both goals? And again, it's like, could he have done better? I don't know. I think if it's a centre forward missing chances left, right, and centre, then it probably does play. But, you know, centre halves, they don't get many chances. I think it'll probably. You know, dropped out of his mind. But again, he's probably afterwards now. He's, he's, he looks back and thinks, you know, if I had to put that in, we win that match. Yeah, it, it's good it, for his development, isn't it? It's part. If you were a team, it, yeah, yeah, it's learning. It is. Learning, it's learning. You know. Sadly for not for maybe for our not minute. for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's great. He'll kind of like look back on this like last week. I think I can improve my game on this, that, and, and the other. So it's yeah. like, but it's, the guys are class, a class up. But it's it, like you said, Sai. It's like the the defense has been pretty much the cornerstone of our. Uh, you know, surprise start to the season and to see it kind of just, I mean, I'd, on Tuesday night it was so weird because like we got the goal and, and I thought we well deserved it, but I just think it, we ran out a bit of petrol. Like I, I couldn't make my mind up driving home, was it? A bit of complacency, maybe thinking with, you know, with Peterborough, we, we've done the job here, we've kind of done it. I know there was still 50 minutes to go, but they're always going to have a little spell. And Johnson Clark Harris, the guy who scored, he's always kind of a bit of a danger man, a bit of a lower division kind of danger man, lower championship. So when he was kind of coming off, I thought, bloody hell, you know, he's got pace and he could be a bit of an issue for us. And, look, and he did score a bit like Kiefer Moore yesterday. But I just think it's kind of like, it's frustrating when other teams have got that bit of freshness, bit of pace, something to mix it up. And we aren't really, have we? And, and we haven't got that type of player. And I suppose I'll bring it into it now because Mippo again. So the, I've been one of those, you know, why Mippo play? I, I kind of called it the stats. You know, I don't think he'll get many minutes. And, and obviously we read some stuff about West Ham is he ready and stuff and this, that and the other. But I've got to be honest, from what I saw on kind of Wednesday, and again, it's just one snapshot of 90 minutes, it, it looks so raw. I was quite shocked, to be honest with you. I, I was expecting someone, you know, kind of maybe were near, to, someone you could think, yeah, he could 
bring him on mm. off the bench and stuff. And I just thought, wow, this guy's kind of a long way away, really, and that's well. And there's a lot of rumours into that West Ham are not happy, but I just think I suppose he'll he'll say if he were on this podcast now, he'd say, well, give me a chance. I've never been given an opportunity, really, and apart from mm. very fleet and sub things. But my my thought, I kind of went away from that thinking, bloody hell, I don't. Midpoint getting a chance anytime soon, and from what I've seen, obviously Karoma's in front of him in the queue, and again, he's out of sorts. There's got to be something in that meepo, though, because sorry, sorry, uh, there's got to be something in that because I'm sure Phil said that we were looking to buy him, and he will, I'm sure he mentioned seven figures. So, whether or not we're, we're buying that for the future, but there's got to be something there. But it is, it is a little bit strange how he's not got any or much game time at all. I think he'll be off back to West Ham first of January. I think kind of both teams will terminate the loan and we'll, we'll kind of look to either being another striker or potentially some other midfield option because we do feel a bit um, overloaded in that position. And if you can't get past Fraser Campbell and Danny Ward, then for me, kind of your whole, the whole purpose of bringing a loan player in the same way that Levi Cowell has is to make an impact on the starting eleven. And for me, if we if he can't even get himself on the bench right now, then it's not doing him any good or it's not doing us any good so I, I don't expect to see him in a town shirt again would be my view quite brutal but yeah, yeah I think Lincoln could be right there uh, Si and one man who seems to be a common denominator between the three games that we've uh, you know kind of enjoyed the last week is Jonathan Ogg so I suppose we'll start with with kind of the, the last two games where he's gone off and he's uh, 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 Mark Lennon kind of said to me the game changed on Tuesday with Jonathan Ogg going off and I think it's an easy thing to throw out there, but I, I kind of counted it. I didn't think he had that much of a kind of a difference to, uh, you know, kind of how it ended up really and that as well. And Scott, I did all right, but I thought Scott, I might have kind of created a little bit more, but it didn't happen in that as well. But, and then kind of yesterday, I mean, Paul, you, you kind of watched the, the, the full game. Was he kind of in good form and, and was it a really big miss to us when he went off on that as well? Because you don't want to lose your key man really, do you? No, again, I'd argue that it weren't blindingly obvious that he weren't playing. Obviously, you do lose a lot, you know, with Johnny Ogg, you know, from a man who decided not to give him a contract for this season, you know, I'll hold my hands up and say, you know, yeah, he's, he can still have an impact and he's even scoring some now. So, you know, get that, get, get it extended, Phil, you know. Um, mind you, we'll come on to that in a bit, won't we? <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, obviously, you, you do miss Ogg because he's, as the song goes, his ears there and he's everywhere, isn't he? And, and you do miss that little bit of bite. But sometimes when he don't play, and I think it's more so when you've got Vallejo playing, obviously he's injured at the moment, so he wasn't an option yesterday. But we, that role can be played in two ways for me. Um, and I thought Scott I did all right. But again, like I say, he's not playing his his favoured position. He's, he, you know, for me, he'd be pushed a little bit further forward and almost like a, a Lewis O'Brien replacement. Or It's just... You know, uh... It's just a bit annoying, Paul, isn't it? Vallejo were playing well. I blame you for getting that chant going, mate, because it's <laughs> Blackburn and stuff. But it's, so, it's very annoying, isn't it? Because he'd just be a great replacement. I mean, and, and I yeah. could have been kind of... It's like for like, and he's different, yeah. different but he's, he's at least he plays in that position, yeah. Yeah. Let's come to the Millwall game and touch on that, because we saw Jonathan Ogg in his finest... Uh, I mean, for the start... Right, yeah, they won it. Absolutely sensational. And uh, obviously, where we had in the South Stand... Uh, where do you sit, uh, Sai? I'm in South Stand as well. Oh, oh, so hopefully a bit further back than us, but he's very difficult in the front to kind of gauge anything of that as well. So when they go against him, everyone's arms and legs, limbs and what have you. <laughs> and then I'm thinking who's scored. And he's like, so, Jonathan, I'm like, shut up, man. I've had a good drink. <laughs> but 
honestly, the guy, he's like, and he's celebrating at the end with a fist pump and stuff like that as well. He's 34 next month, but he is so key for us Town. And he's kind of like reassuring. He's obviously the last of the uh, promotion team. And uh, he's, I'd, I absolutely love the guy. I just can't, he's a, I think you speak to other people, that us Town legend, that kind of another, I think he came to us when he was 26. How long has he been in the club? Eight, nine years, something, but yeah. yeah. Brilliant, mate. He, he was sensational against Mill, and we needed like a, you know, kind of a, a bit of a warrior in there because they, yeah, they're really strong in midfield and uh, bloody hell, side wax lyrical on Johnny Ogg for me, mate. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just everything you want as a fan, isn't it? Kind of blood, sweat, and tears, end to end. Kind of obviously not so much um, under Dean Wagner, but kind of in the system, end to end. Of his body on the line, lots of passion. Um, Goal scoring, yeah, hope he keeps goal scoring. Yeah, I just hope it continues for a couple more years. Um, and, and, and you, you sense that everyone in that Huddersfield Town team, or who's in that Huddersfield Town team now, who's gone before, look up to him as a leader, respect him, kind of listen to what he's got to say. Yes, probably kind of a few difficult conversations from time to time because he's like to follow people, doesn't he? But you kind of sense that you very much would want him on your team rather than in the opposition team. And um, I think. To, to the kind of the game that obviously just went it's difficult to say how much a direct impact this has on the game but his leadership skills and his kind of kind of know-how knowledge of the game managing the game slowing it down speeding it up at the right times I imagine we probably missed quite a bit of that yesterday so as good as Scott High was kind of still quite inexperienced and naive in that position It's good though to say you know, like when a guy goes down, you see some guys go down and you think they'll be up in a minute, but Peterborough, it, you know, they were like a hush on the away and like bollocks, you know, like as if to say, you know, and it was just before half time. So Patty thinks just hobble through and then maybe get some treatment. But yeah, off he went. And so I was stunned that he was on the lineup, you know, for yesterday. Although, you know, kind of muscle injuries, you never know, do you? But let's just hope, like you say, Paul, that that week, uh, that week off's obviously going to kind of, because again, it thick and fast with we're, we're West Brom, QPR. Middlesbrough, we've got like three in a week and that as well. But we'll first bugbear, I'll come on. So Johnny Ogg scores. What a moment. <laughs> and he's celebrating it with an AMC advert, another advert, empty seats and no fans. Pause, why the hell are we never kicking towards the south on the second half? I just don't get it. It can nullify the opposition of the away fans because they're not, you know, they're not being kicked towards. So like they're going to encourage their team. I hear this is yeah. an ad, It's just a load of bollocks to me, mate. Yeah, okay. You know, at times, but it's so frustrating, man. It looks bad, and I didn't mean. I would just. I always say what I feel these days. So I put it on the Twitter, and someone tagged in Mark Devlin, uh, and it kind of got a bit of a discussion going in it last week. And kind of Mark was saying, "Yeah, we agree." He was kind of noticing now we kind of kind of utilize that, you know, kind of end and, and what have mm. you. And he, he was kind of saying about how difficult it is because there's no facilities in there and stuff. And then. Kind of throwing the is Aaron playing Cardiff yesterday? Who's kind of built a safe standing area which were ready for us yesterday, and it just makes me mad. Though I suppose there's two things to talk about here. I think the first thing is why are we not attacking the south stand, and the second thing is I think I kind of got a bit of kickback because I get it because I had a north stand season ticket like you and yeah the weather and the sun, but surely yeah. can do something with that. We we need an end. We need a we should be the yeah. It's a funny one and. It's like we we took it to a club obviously when we moved to South Stand and like you know is the ends historically where you attack second half um, and I think what the the sort of response that we got was they obviously they mentioned the sun um, and I think when obviously when the stadium first opened um, it, that the South Stand wasn't fully operational as well and away fans used to 
sassy towards the south end of the Kilner. Um, so that that might have something to do with it. I think it's just one of those things that that they've always just stuck with. I think the I think potentially the way the dressing rooms are set out as well. You know, when town go in, they turn right, so they go down that end. The way team go in and turn left. So I know it's only like literally walking across each other, but so that was kind of set up behind the scenes. Obviously, the sun dipping and in winter it gets low and it keeps cats see and, and superstition, superstition and stuff like that. But yeah, I kind of agree with what you say. It looks bad when there's literally nobody in there. But as far as I'm aware, that bottom tier there's no safety certificate at the moment, so the cat mm. can't open it anyway. It's obviously just a temporary stand because the idea was you know, when first stadium were open to have like the concerts and all that sort of stuff. So they need to be able to shift it out. But I don't know, is, is there something they can do? I think if they did want to get fans back in there and, and make it a bit of a noisy end, I think they'd have to look at putting some sort of roof in, but would then that obscure views from above or how do they get it out then when they have a concert? If they're you know, looking to utilise the stadium a lot more, so presumably that's one avenues that they're going to be looking at. But yeah, it is a shame that, you know, Blackburn as well, we scored a, a decent late-ish goal yeah. there. And, Goal and you know Heffley against Leeds and obviously the yeah. one in there. But, you know, there's all those moments that you're pointing back to when yeah. you know the side, the, the, the down the end away from you know the noisy section of the. Of the, of the it's part of my because it's like you know, the people are saying, "I knew it would kind of turn into a, a you know we don't want to go back to the north stand and stuff and you know the fan by the cinema end." So I thought, God, it's kind of moving away from the point I wanted to make. But mm. Just attack towards us, man. It's it's almost like pilot mode. I don't know. Uh, if like I'll go out of here like we're always going to end that way because you kind of just think it's always going to happen now and it's like I'm just thinking why and maybe I'm biased because I'm in mm-hmm. Southampton but to me there's nothing more exciting as a fan when like you know there's nothing worse than it when you're away saying you've got a big following and bloody hell we're attacking Ireland like yeah. you know because you want that moment don't you where everyone's going nuts and you're, yeah, you're on yeah. quest I think, I think they did actually I think in one of the seasons, I can't remember which season specifically, but they definitely turned around twice and I think we lost both games. So maybe that tells its own story. Yeah. Rotherham away, yeah. I always want to remember, obviously, promotion year, Tommy Smith. Yeah, last minute. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but it's, I mean, someone was saying, well, should, we should get all the South. And the one thing that I kind of think is a good thing, and so it's kind of counting my argument really a little bit, is I remember saying, Scotland, God rest his soul, when we kind of moved in there, it'll be good because you've got the away fans and that kind of, you know, that bounce off each other, don't you? The chanting and stuff. And I think, you know, like if we were miles apart, I think it would yeah, lose some yeah, of that edge. That. Yeah. I like that edge, you know, so I'm kind of counting against it, but I'm just, just bloody play it against West Brom. Don't give Carl and Grant his away fans and like chanting he's electric. Bollocks, mate. Uddersfield Town, aiming South Stand second half. It's got to be, to me, they don't, mm. sorry for you North Standards in the top tier, what have you, but... <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, uh, Sai, where do you stand, mate? You're a Sai. I, I, I agree with your view. Oh, no, you go, Sai, go on. No, I was saying, just, just, yeah, it just highlights that I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. Without asking kind of Poggy and the players, we'll, we'll probably only be kind of guessing a little bit and never know the answer. For me, it just highlights the the poor design of that kind of North Stand Stadium and, and obviously there's been conversations previously about the away fans being in there but that's not possible because of mm. and the need to kind of go back past the home fans I think as they exit the, the game to the coaches and such and you just kind of reflect on it and think crikey <laughs> who came up with this plan kind of however many years ago now so um, but I think kind of uh, in terms of kind of changes to the or fundamental changes to the stadium design I think that's very unlikely particularly in the short and the medium term so 
really the only way it's going to change is if Huddersfield Town choose to to turn them around, so to speak, or to kind of attack the other end and such. And um, I'm not sure Mark Devlin has it in his power to do that. Um, but kind of if you listen, Huddersfield Town players then kind of yeah attack towards <laughs> the second half. Thought was saying, Simon, but the trouble is it got it got turned into a debate about right. So you know we need more fans back in. But what my point was never really about that. It was about sucking the ball in. You know, second half that excitement. You know, but honestly, if we're West Brom, it's nil after I'm attacking South. So I'm like, come on, you know, it's great. And if we get a corner, come, you know, nil nil. And I'm just kind of jealous, really, because it's just like that water. You want to celebrate it with. You know, with us, and, and it's like you say that because it will turn around and we'll score a great goal in, in the first half down at North End, and you say, Oh, bloody hell, we should have been up at the other end. <laughs> oh, it man. is, it is, it is, it's one of them, though, and it is, you know. And again, we choose to sit down there at front, which isn't the best view. I'm sure if you sat further back, you'd, you'd probably have a different view again, but it's just, it's one of them, isn't it? You always want to be in the best place to seek goals, and uh, you know, I remember the patch around him. The gear and slotting with them against Man United. And if that had been down at the other end in the first half, I wouldn't have been right happy. So, you know, you take, oh, what, you, take what you get. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So, the kind of first uh, talking point where we've kind of got our uh, beautiful followers uh, and viewers, of course, to uh, kind of get involved <laughs> in that as well. So, I kind of put a little bit of a, a message out yesterday, kind of where we're standing as a fan base. Where, you know, it's been quite a, a surprising season uh, for, for, for my point of view. This is what I who said we we're coming to bottom three. and. Uh, the doom merchant said, you still could be right, but obviously we're doing so much better than we thought on that as well. And, uh, and it's always a good time to take stock with international uh, break. I'm sure Neil Warnock doesn't agree with me, or uh, Dean Smith, but I just think, yeah, where did it say? Where, where do you kind of stand it? Because like we've said before, we're three points of the playoffs, we're three points of 16. Me and Paul were having a little bit of a discussion before that kind of we went uh, and recorded and stuff. And it's, it's almost like if we forget the league table, what what do our eyes kind of tell us about other sort of town this year? For me, we've we seem to have a team who are together that give a shit that long that you know that we've lost that for many years, which is beautiful to have it back. We seem to have a God apart from you know yesterday a little bit, but we seem to have a solid defence as that as well. We've signed uh, you know well with our you know defensive signings as well, and we seem to have a manager who most people would have. Uh, I would say gladly sent on his way at the end of last season has turned us from, you know, considering 71 goals or whatever it was and now as well into a, a fairly tidy outfit and getting us to dare to dream a little bit, uh, Si, but it's such a weird one because championship, I suppose you just take the table out of it. Where do you kind of see Huddersfield Town as we uh, come into this uh, November uh, international break? I think for me, Cosy, we have definitely exceeded my expectations. It's difficult because if you ask me this question, two weeks ago, I'd give you a probably different answer to what I'm about to give you now. And imagine if you ask me the question again in two weeks' time, I'll probably give you a different answer again. I think, similar to you, I thought we would really struggle this season at the start. Um, and actually, to my point, we have exceeded expectations. We're playing better football. We look much more disciplined, much better organised. Um, we probably do have better options in, in lots of positions. Having said all that, I think the last two games are games which you think back to that promotion season, David Wagner, for me, they're games we would have found a way of winning and we would have kind of come out on top. And actually, I think that's probably more a reflection of the fact we, we maybe are kind of a mid-table to maybe slightly top half, ninth, 10th, 11th team than what we are anything above that. I think the gap between us 
and a lot of clubs and that kind of top three is, is massive. It's massive. I'm, I'm fully not expecting anything from the West Brom game coming up. But at the same time, I don't think we're kind of anywhere near the bottom. So it's difficult to say. For me, like I say we've expa- exceeded my expectations. I think got to be cautious because it was about this point last season that we went on that kind of terrible run, uh, kind of got all the injuries and to this point, kind of the squad touch wood has been good. We haven't had that many and you do feel kind of running two or three defeats away from kind of a snowball kind of down the leagues, but, or down the division rather, but I don't think that will happen. I think we'll kind of continue to be, to be where we are now, really. Also, it'd be interesting, they asked me, I'm again, I'm reading these on Tuesday, do you think Town are real playoff contenders? And, all I said, I kind of maybe ducked it a little bit, is, you know, like you said, Si, West Brom to a less extent, but Bournemouth and Fulham, to me, kind of stand out. Mitrovic is ridiculous what he's doing this season. And again, you know, these are the, the guys who, you know, kind of the, pay the bills, the strikers. We kind of got that perfect man. But I would argue that there are three spots available for anyone. And, and uh, Barnsley last year kind of got in there. Obviously, we did the, the infamous uh, promotion season, but you know, I'm not saying we're kind of in there, but Kind of favourites to kind people of are, people well, are in there. There's three teams that are miles ahead of anyone else for me, Pods, and everyone else can beat everyone else. Hundred percent. If you if you look at the league, like I say, are, are we contenders? Then yeah, because anybody from 16th upwards is almost a contender at the moment. So you look at you obviously base your decision on what you see in front of your eyes and you kind of forget about everybody else. But there'll be a lot of teams out there now looking and thinking, do you know what? Probably having a very similar discussion to us guys now in the fact that they're almost a contender by default because everyone's a contender because this season it's so tight. And you look back and you probably compare the squad that we've got now to the Wagner squad. And yeah, you're right, that Wagner squad would, you know, it wipe the floor with this team. But the league, it were a different league when we, we had Wagner, you know? So... You look at our promotion season and think that were a tough division when you look back. The teams that were in our league when we got promoted were it were, it were a better quality league than it is now. Um, so if you're comparing that to what we've got now, then no, we're not. But if you're comparing what we've, what we've got now to the rest of the league, then yeah, because like you say, there's probably three slots there that any one of a lot of teams can, can get. Um, do I think we'll be one of them? Again, what Sai says, it's one of those where now this is the time to decide. And I think because we chatted last week at half time, didn't we, at Millwall and said, why is there not that real buzz around the place? Why is it, it feels different to when, when, we, when we got promoted? And I think there's two reasons for that. I think under Wagner, it was so unexpected. We'd never experienced it before. So that everybody was buzzing for that. And it, it just felt a little bit different. I think size right. This time last year is where the, the rot just sort of set in. Come, you know, just after, what it New Year's Day, something like that, after he got his new contracts yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I think that fans have just kind of been waiting for this type of moment where we've we've lost a couple in a row and does that now lead on to a, a really bad run of form and all of a sudden we get sucked back down into, you know, bottom third and then I'll have a bit of a relegation fight. And I think... I'm not a fan of international breaks, but I do think this one's probably come at a good time because it gives us a chance to take stock fully of, of what we've got and where we are. Um, am I worried about going down? Not as much as what I was, but it's still a little bit of a nagging doubt. And I do think 
we need to get to maybe February. I think, did Phil say, ask in February where we think we might finish and they'll give you a better answer? I think he's right. I think you're going to have to wait a little bit longer to find out. Not only... That's right, Phil, to ask that. Well, yeah, it might not be, might it? Um, I think you know, another, another, perspective on, another perspective on things, pause for me, would be, for a second, just think the unthinkable did happen and we finished in that kind of top six and we kind of got to Wembley. Isn't it, deep down, deep down, would you really want to be promoted? Yeah, <laughs> so, no, so you look at Norwich, Norwich turned us over 7 0 oh. last season. They pumped yeah. us, they took us to the sword. And yes, our squad is better this year, but, but not to a great extent. Just, just think, Huddersfield Town, for some kind of, and uh, Huddersfield Town through and 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 yes, there is part of me that obviously wants to get to the Premier League. And, but for some unknown reason, we found ourselves in the Premier League next year. Crikey. <laughs> Be awful. (laughs) (laughs) And when you talk about why there's not that excitement, I just wonder if why there's not that excitement and that anticipation. It's because maybe some deep down fans think, "Fucking hell, if we get back there again, crikey, (laughs) kind of it's gonna." Imagine though, like going to Anfield with this squad that we've got now, and and not in a cup game where there's rested a few players, and that if they, you know, if Liverpool or Man City played town tomorrow and and went for it, 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 like you say, side, you know, look at Chelsea, look at Norwich as an example. Ask their fans if they enjoy it being in Premier League or do they prefer being in Championship and I'd imagine that seeing more Salah for you know your first game is, is alright but once he starts putting three past you every week it suddenly becomes a bit you say that though Paul and again just throwing it out there but I watched that Manchester Adult and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage Nissan Townstar EV strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty and with a bench full of all star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all star quality search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As much Premier League football. We're also at Manchester Derby yesterday. And honestly, mate, we give we could have given them a better game than that. And I'm just thinking, Christ, their expectations. <laughs> I know me and Man City might have got five or six. Steady, steady. They're, they're, they're big teams in there that are, are doing as much as you know, as, as, as we kind of did in some of them games and stuff. But it's really awkward. I can't put my finger on why there's just not a buzz about. And it's, I don't get it. But because yeah. we've kind of got us club back and stuff, but I just don't feel it. I don't, you know, it's little things when you look on your Facebook. Most of people are going, you know, elsewhere. They're not going to the town game. I, against Millwall, there were a couple of lads yeah. that I had a drink with uh, before. Oh, you're coming down again? No, they got season cards. No, I'm staying here. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to yeah, yeah. have a beer. It's incredible, like we're, we're into the top. We were fifth, obviously, before that. Millwall, it's like that seems to be par for the course. And like you say, are they waiting for us to drop off? Or you know, I, when I kind of went, uh, when I went to Malaga the week, kind of chatted to that sponsor fan, he were like saying, "With the Premier League, we both teams, we've been there, we've done that." It's like you were like kind of mission accomplished. And I kind of know what he's saying, really, because mm. but then you, 
Surely you want to do the best. Got to have that, there's always that hope, though, isn't there? There's that hope. You know, look yeah. at you know, look at Leicester, look at Burnley when they qualified for Europe. If you, you know, there's always okay. something to aim for. But well, if you don't you know, want like to, like you said, do that, they can yeah. ask whipping. So. You'll never be a good time to do it, though, Paz, because I get him saying we're not ready for this and that. Bloody hell, what, you've just got to take it when it comes and that. So, like Bath, they might have had to do last season if they managed to. I think I think if we got up and took it for what it were and banked the money and, and got relegated and did it a little bit more sensibly, and I think that's I think the hangover from what happened last time plays a big part in everybody's minds. If we'd have gone up, had that first season, come yeah. down and rebuilt and you know infrastructure improved and you know we we bought a couple of players that would still be with us now and the whole ethos of Huddersfield Town improved. I think that. The slight worry is that we got promoted, we blew everything and we arguably came down, well, we did come down in a worse position and would that happen again? So there's, there's a lot of factors in it, in the yeah. book. You know, let, let, let's discuss that in May when we're... Nice to be having that conversation. <laughs> a few tweets from yesterday then, Uddersfield uh, Town family, five points, just dive in boys if you uh, kind of want to reply. Uddersfield uh, Town family, five thrown away points this week because we don't know how to defend a lead and control a game. They were utterly dreadful, which I think it's Cardiff, but we let them boss position. Yes, we had chances, but again, we blew it, and then we all know what happens in the script, deja vu. Uh, beyond Gambach, uh, sometimes the best team don't win. Chance we've been 3 0 up, but in the end, starting two injured players cost us the game. Carlos could, could only use one second half sub, and just as against Posh, the players' tired legs and brains turned a win into a loss. Uh, Patrick Dean should have been out of sight by the time Cardiff, who were awful, realised hitting more was a good idea. Major issue with not having players who could take a chance. Like you said, Paul Jordan Rhodes is the answer. Concerned Callis is going to run the first 11 into the ground. Hoganome's not great. Sauber, uh, Lewis O'Brien, and uh, God, who's CB? I can't even think of his team. Who's CB? So, CB. Matt, Matt, you're probably meaning centre backs and that as well. Centre backs, yeah. It is. You know what, though, Paul? He's right. That's a good tweet. That's, that's, a, that's what I'd consider a well a well thought out tweet. And I, I, I can't really disagree with. If anything, he said Can that, I play yeah. devil's advocate here, though? Nicely. Can I play devil's advocate here, though? Carlos knows his players better than us. They've got all these machines that tells everyone how knackered they were. Because I'll the <laughs> choosing that was quite interesting as well. Because I, I read on Monday last week after the Millwall game, the most we've run across the, the thing across the season on one particular game for all the players. So mm. I thought, wow, against a team like you know, we're going away to people, surely there's going to be freshening up the changes. So again, I was stunned that we kept the, the same team and. I can kind of get it because it's like you're thinking players one or two injuries now he's keeping the same team he's not trusting the others but but what I would say and a bit like kind of what Bielsa does at Leeds he kind of the same group of players don't really kind of put many in unless he has to but uh, should we trust Carlos on it a bit more Potts or should, are we a right to be concerned? I think I think you're always going to have well, it's one of them and it? it's so much easier to to say what you should have done when you've after after a game how many how many people would have tweeted to say a great decision, Carlos, for keeping the same team if we were in that one? You know, you don't get any plaudits for that. It's a, it becomes an obvious decision to keep your winning team, doesn't it? Suddenly you lose and all of a sudden is is the villain. And I saw quite a few tweets actually just on Carlos and people saying, you know, this is he has to, you know, this is why he's not good enough and this is why he has to go. And it almost feels like there's people waiting for him to to mess up just so they can be I told you so. And you know that if that's their prerogative, then that's up to him. And then but I'd like to you know, try and do it game by game. And as they learned from last season, we, we to me, yeah, we're playing, you know, a little more solid at the back. Obviously, we've got different players and stuff, but, you know, you still got to manage them. We, we, we look a little bit, well, we do look better going forward we, without really any real creativity inside. You know, we're still scoring. Although a lot of set pieces have gone in, that doesn't bother me. Set pieces are there to be used to score. You know, you can't say, oh, well, 
know, you, if, you, if you take all set pieces away, why would you say that? You've scored from them. But they're a part of the game. We've worked on them and we do well with them. So brilliant, you know. Some teams have done that for years. Um, so I think there were a lot of un, unwarranted criticism last night towards Carlos. Frustration sets in. Yeah. Get that. Not a problem. You know, two minutes after the match went game, we know we're flying around the front room, effing and jeffing and calling every you know, little seven-year-old like a couple of new swear words that he might not have known before. So, you know, uh, hopefully we won't repeat any of them when his mum comes home. Um, but I think, yeah, there were a lot of unwarranted criticism for him last night. We are where we are. We're in, you know, if you'd have asked us at the start of the season, would we be happy with where we are? I think everybody would have said yes. So, you know. So, Mar tweets here, Danny McLaughlin, today's result a real sickening game for the taking and couldn't capitalise on chances created. Uh, he's kind of looking at it overall, though. So, he likes the solidness of the back, break at the right time, which you said, pause, uh, regroup and push on up the town. Uh, John Lamb, I thought more was the difference between the teams. We have lots of chances, but they convert. I th- this is I, this is so too. I thought it was the best I'd seen Pearson play. And then he gets skinned for the winner. That's the problem with being a defender. He's so true, isn't it? It's <laughs> it like, is, it's oh, right. Oh, it could yeah. be three. And then score last minute winner is like the hero. But defenders, you, it's a ruthless uh, kind of position. <laughs> John Broadley needs some of the injured players back in the starting lineup. We can't simply rely on Thomas, who does look knackered. And if Organomes are out, we could see a repeat of last season's free fall. So kind of a bit of concern there. Uh, we didn't really mention him much, but Sinani getting a goal is the only positive, according to Potato Marcy. Great. Uh, User Randall hopefully kicks on now and doesn't come back from international duty looking like he'd played three games in a week. Can't understand the lack of rotation. Hogg was probably worth the risk, but Holmes should have been left to recover. Uh, Nick Barlow's mentioned his seven points, dropped in, in four games. We're nowhere near top six quality. We need more cutting edge up front, but can't afford the players. Can copy and paste that sentence for the last 10 years or so. We are, we <laughs> are, we are but so frustrating in such a poor league when the chance is there. I think it's true that, isn't it? Because like I've said now, I think there's three spots. For, for, and he wouldn't have to be that good to get in. I think your points total wouldn't need to be that good. And uh, I think, a bit, again, a bit worrying. Again, I don't know how true it is, but the bit in the papers today about Lewis O'Brien and Leeds, that won't go away anytime soon. And another thing that worries me a little bit, Paul, so we don't see it being much on top of load signing a new contract. And again, you do wonder if he's if he's not going to sign one. And again, January, he's uh, free to talk to other clubs. He's, he's, I suppose it's going to time his next conversation on finances and stuff. But... Yeah, does yeah, worry me a little bit. Them and our crown jewels, really, and uh, you've got to wonder, aren't you, if they're still going to be around? I think the um, the off-field news that obviously you know everyone's aware of, with in regards to pure business group and stuff like that, that may have a, a big bearing on what you see us field town do. Certainly in January, um, depending on what happens uh, behind the scenes. We don't know, do we? There's, there's there's been a mini statement come out from club about it not, you know, not being too. Um, it's not going to affect the club too much but by default it has to do the, the chairman of the club has basically lost his business he's lost his income stream so any plans that were in place if he were looking to put X amount of money in can he now afford to do that you know it's a bit I know you can't really think like this but morally is it right to shut down a business and then give a, another business X amount of millions to go spend and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of things that need to be discussed and a lot of things moving forward there's so many rumours coming out Dean Oyle's coming back to take the club some people suggesting that he already has and paperwork's going through and then he's going to sell us on to to somebody else who's already got lined up so you know we just don't know do we it's it's there's a lot more to it than just a football club there's people that have just lost a job before Christmas and it's you know those sort of people that feel more sorry for than any of us that are wanting to know if we're going to be keeping all of a centre midfielder or not you know it's kind of by the by isn't it when people are Probably going to be struggling to put food on the table over Christmas and stuff like that. But 
as much as the club claim it's not going to have an effect, it, it obviously will have. You know, they just it has to do. It simply has to do. And you know, if Phil's struggling, then does Dean step in? He's still twenty five percent shareholder. You know, he's got to safeguard his return, his, his repay the loans, and you know, he's still a major shareholder at the club. He's you know, apparently he's paid the wages. Has he paid? Why is why is he paid him? Has he paid him out of his own pocket? Has he or has he just signed a check rather than fill? There's two ways to look at that, isn't there? If he has had to pay out of his own money, to me that rings alarm bell straight away because that means the club haven't got any enough money to to pay players or staff. That that's the biggest concern. But you know, I'm sure something will come out soon and it'll put his minds at rest. He says hopefully. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously, pals, you've led the way, so we'll, we'll come on to that. Obviously, the big news of the week, really. And uh, I think my kind of first, similarly, just touching on my first thoughts are always with having probably there's a lot of people who watch and listen to this who's gone through redundancy. There's nothing worse than uh, just like I've been told, you know, an email or into a meeting and your, your kind of job's going and that as well. And, you know, Phil has, has, you know, obviously divides opinion with the fan base, but ultimately his business has uh, gone. So, Massive sympathy with him, but and, and everyone involved. But I suppose we had Uddersfield Town, you know, podcast, and that's kind of what you know brings us here tonight, and that as well. Say si, it's uh, yeah. It, someone sent a tweet. We'll read out the tweets on on kind of the situation in a minute. But someone made a good point, exactly what I saw. It's like, well, yeah, we're first season for a while that we've you know done well. You know, we're doing well and stuff. And yeah, okay, wherever we're going to finish, we're going to finish. But the club will seem to be on the right track, you know, there's positive shoots and things, and then, bang, you know, this news came through on, uh, was it Wednesday, was it? Uh, and, yeah, how do you uh, dissect that? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a few rumours circling on Tuesday night, wasn't there, kind of, joined the Peterborough game, but then kind of the official statement came out Wednesday. Um, does feel a little bit kind of unwanted, unnecessary distraction and drama from what has been quite a, positive season to this point on the pitch. Uh, you felt like after probably quite a bit of turbulence over the last few years with Dean selling on, kind of changing in managers and such, that we'd finally got a bit of stability. Um, and lo and behold, now we might not have. I mean, there's a lot of, there's probably more questions than there is answers at this moment in time. I think kind of Paul's covered quite a lot of those then and I know as much as, as you two. So, We'll always have to wait and see what kind of transpires over the probably the, the weeks and maybe even months to come. But it does sound like that, to, to Posse's point, if, if the revenue stream no longer exists and a club that kind of typically does make a loss, as most football clubs do, then kind of we will we'll need some additional income and kind of input from elsewhere. Yeah, does it no longer exist? Because everyone's coming to the conclusion that, because obviously the club said that, you know, the... Uh, you know, the, the other company is uh, pure, what was it? Not pure legal, but pure something else. So it wasn't, you know. No, I think it's, it's pure, um, I think it's pure sports consultants yeah. or something of that nature that own, ultimately own Huddersfield Town. And that'll just be, um, just from sort of knowledge working in that area, it's it's obviously just a safeguard, uh, Phil, from any personal liability. You know, he's a limited company, so any debts fall on the company. And that's what will happen with pure limited. So unless there's any sort of personal Guarantees given by Phil that they don't go after his own money. So if he's got money stashed away and he's willing to put that into Huddersfield Town, it's not a problem. No. Um, he can do oh. that. But the early indication from hearing that Hoyle's paid the wages, to me, that immediately screams that that's not the case. And it's not over sustainable, that either, is it? Kind of, if, if no. you're just going to. Kind of, I, I don't think he's got the money that the Saudis have got, could be wrong. But kind of, 
on that sort of model for forever ultimately the so. club at some point have got to become more self-sustainable and from what they were saying about the stadium and all that sort of stuff it, it seemed like they were going in the right direction from what I've read and what you know what, what you hear this seems to have been a bit of a bolt out of the blue so it's not something that anyone's been aware of I think you know something's happened and all of a sudden this you know peer business group needed to pay this money and they needed to pay it immediately and I'd imagine that's the case with 99% of companies they all operate on on money that's loaned and you know that sort of stuff so you know people say no I should have managed his business better and all that sort of stuff I don't really agree with that if the case is if someone knocked on my door now and calling all you know money that I owe to banks for my mortgage and car and stuff like that I won't be able to pay it so you know you've got to have a bit of sympathy yeah. in that way some of, some of the stuff that... from, as, a, as, as a Huddersfield town fan without knowing the ins and outs it never see what your, your mind goes to is crikey what, what's going to happen come January now yeah, we're going to have yeah. to sell some of our assets and to your point, kind of, because the, the Leeds United O'Brien rumours have circulated again. I know he has come out and said that he doesn't want to and he signed a new contract, but that doesn't want him to go away because there's probably players in the squad who, who command a transfer fee, someone like Sorba Thomas, you can imagine, be quite well sought after. It does make you slightly on edge and, and slightly nervous that these players who you presumed probably this time last week were kind of in the club for the, for the medium term may now be kind of other clubs out there thinking they can get a bargain and we, we don't know right now kind of how true that is but it but as a fan it makes you nervous certainly so I did the uh, statement the club put out we're pretty short sweet really wasn't it and uh, not if anyone's listened to it, I would strongly recommend listening to the uh, Who To Be A Terrier with Stephen and David really interesting podcast and kind of they know us a little bit more close to the club than us and they were saying what you know obviously a lot of people well Dean's paid the wages because obviously from the outside looking in that sounds a bit strange but they were kind of saying it's not as much as you would think, and that's what does happen a lot in business, kind of, you know. And obviously, Dean is still, you know, part, part a little bit of the owner and that as well. But the, the it could just be a cash flow. It could just be cash flow. Yeah. Simple as we're waiting on an instalment of money coming from somewhere else, and Dean's covered it, and it looked all of a sudden, you know, two weeks time he gets his money back in full, and everything's rosy again. But I think what we're interested in again, going back to this B game, we've got so much gossip on it at this B game, but the Valley Select. <laughs> I can't believe it. I thought, God, because they don't let you in much these games, do you? So they opened the fence up at like prison. We were caged in, but Dean were there, and uh, yeah. Dean were there chatting with Michael Effley and uh, chatting with Carlos, and good chat. And he looked well, which is really good. And obviously, it's been kind of you know done to death. There's been quite a lot said over Dean, you know, some of the stuff a bit out of order, in my opinion. But I suppose the big question is: is would Dean be? Would, I suppose we'd better ask him, Johnny, but would Dean be... <laughs> everyone's kind of thinking, well, Dean's going to kind of take over and, and kind of take the club on. And while he's obviously, you know, going to still, uh, you know, Dean Hall's massive for us. So, Tammy, if we had to put that money mm-hmm. in, we'd have been in, in real trouble, wouldn't we, in uh, October? But, Paz, could you see another seal town under Dean again? Or do you think, my kind of opinion, again, it's just a gut feel that Dean will kind of maybe, you know, look after the club in the sh- short term, maybe, but... Maybe. That's how I see. It. I think it's. I think if he does come back and you know steers the ship while looking for someone else to take over, you don't know. A change is as good as a rest, isn't it, or whatever. So you know, has it been away? No, that's wrong statement. Oh, that's not right. Oh, you know, he's been away. He's probably not been as involved as maybe what has he got his mojo back? Does he want another crack at it? You know, end of the day, let's be honest. Phil and Dean are both businessmen. They're not. They're not in this world to not make money. So. You know, if, if the driver for Dean coming back is to make money and it's beneficial of Huddersfield Town, then that'll do for me. 
I think the one thing I would say, I think kind of Dean's circumstances have probably changed since when he left the club in that mm-hmm. he's, he was the, the chairman of kind of a retailer called The Works for, for seven years. And in July of this year, he stood down in that position. So to my knowledge right now, he doesn't have a role outside of Huddersfield Town Football Club. Now, does that mean he therefore has more time and is more inclined to get involved again? Or actually, mm-hmm. was that just kind of always part of the intention as, a, as another step towards retirement and kind of drifting off into the sunset? It could be either of those or it could be somewhere in the middle. But um, without that kind of thing, now maybe, he's, maybe he was more interested in getting back involved again. Who knows? You might have realised he's not very good at golf and needs something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Some really good tweets coming uh, again uh, we've had today. So thanks very much for your contributions. So this is Town Family again. The examiner seemed to think his position as chairman will be untenable now. He was quite, uh, quite vocal on that with Stephen Chicken. And to me, Stephen Chicken's not a man who gets much stuff wrong. Uh, so it was very interesting. He was kind of saying that quite loud in that as well. Uh, uh, Us town family, I imagine Dean will step up, but only suspecting the short term, which is kind of what I'm thinking. And we might be looking for a new buyer in the coming months. Uh, Mark Abbott, uh, be interesting to see how many bidders there are, especially if Dean insists on the rest being paid back. Uh, Nick Barlow, good job Dean still has 25% or we've been deep trouble. Personally, I think Phil has done a great job under difficult circumstances, but for me, it's time to move on. Massive shame for him and awful for the staff laid off. Dean to step in in short term until a buyer is found. He makes another good point in that as well. Says we can discuss analysis, t- tactics, etc. But <coughs> to progress, we need sufficient investment in the squad, especially in attack. It depends what our ambitions are. But if we are serious about competing in the top 10 consistently, we need to spend. I feel sorry for Phil, but he can't give us that. Pause. You, anything I'll say on that? No, I, no it's, I think we're just going to have to just see how it how it plays out how it's all right us sitting here going this should happen or x y and z but until until you know full details you know it's hard to it's hard to make comment and i think the thing thinks i summed it up well when he just said it just makes you all a little it makes you a little bit nervous as to what might happen because we've you know Udersfield Town, you have that glass half empty outlook on everything don't you (laughs) so I think it's just how we are and, you know, you see that and all of a sudden clubs gone bust and we're going to be docked points and we'll be playing, uh, you know, Bradford Park Avenue next season and it's, it's not going to be the case, is it? Let's be honest. Um, but it will be interesting in January to see if it does have an effect. You know, watch this space, I think, on that one. Guy Bradley, Phil decided he wasn't going to continue his owner. Who would want the club? Maybe Dean, now his health is better again. Obviously, Dean mentioned a lot here. Uh, Craig, uh, just as Craig Allroyd, just as things were seeming to become settled up, what's this? We're only close to January transfer window, although would, uh, Phil would have to put up cash for transfers anyway. I guess we'll never know. Hopefully, club in a good position after the last 12 months. Uh, uh, Jack Boothroyd, I think it's probably time for Phil to look to sell, regardless in what way you look at it. So many of his businesses going bust will have an impact on his finances, especially if Pure is most successful. Dean paying wages speaks for itself regarding Phil's wealth. Mark Harrison, I think Aberdeen has been a godsend for us. It's a question of whether he has a stomach for the long term or look to sell as soon as possible should Phil have to walk away. Uh, Mark, the White of Acrefield, quite a name uh, there, Mark. Uh, just where do you start with it all? I'm not sure the club has safeguards in place for things like this, but Phil's, uh, Phil's legacy in absolute bits at the moment. Uh, Chris Sellers, possible opportunity to move the club further forward. On the face of it, would seem Phil has done a good job of recovery. Uh, and Top Potato, again, it's it's kind of a similar thing, kind of moving away a little bit from the ownership. I'd be interested to know your views, and now we can stop a repeat of the past few seasons. 
The season is headed downwards. Five drop points this week and enormous repetition in disarray. Well, past it's like O'Brien and Thomas aren't sold to balance the books in January. And someone's kind of done our job a little bit for us. Terry J, uh, start a few of the academy kids and see what happens. Nobody ever gets a rest in our current setup. We've kind of touched on a little bit that already, haven't we? I think that's mm. pretty much where it is. And, uh, you know, you look at... I mean, again, it's... it's well, I'm making one judgment on a, on a B team. Well, I went to two because I went to that one where we smashed uh, Watford 6-0 and one have you. But, yeah, Etienne uh, Kamara, he looks a player. But they're raw out there than that as well. It's uh, Kian Arrett. I keep seeing him like score goals, but obviously, you know, it's just B team stuff and that as well. It's, it's really difficult, isn't it? Because if he's just going to sling Fraser Camel on all the time, because it's not... If you're a kind of a young guy looking to get an opportunity, like God, we're not even kidding out at MIP or whatever. It's like even Ronaldo Adams is he's very loyal to his players, and it's it must be a little bit disheartening, I think, for them guys. I think it's one of them though, isn't it? You, again, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't, because if you put them all in and all of a sudden they're not ready, then you get criticism for well, why is he playing him? He's clearly not ready, you know. You know, last year we we played a lot of players that are nowhere near now. So what does that tell you? You know, they weren't ready. Otherwise, they'd have done all right last year and they didn't, and they would have been a knocking on door this 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 time around and they're not. So it's all right saying put these young kids in and give them a go and you know they run their heart out and all that. But if they if they're not very good, then you know it becomes a bit of a pointless exercise for me. And it's not going to do them any good to come into a into a situation that they're not ready for because they're just not going to be good enough. And crowd will get on that. It's even more so now. Last year maybe understandable we know crowds. They had a bit more freedom, but you know, imagine putting someone on 18, 19 years of age and he's, he's not up to it, and you know, he gets six to seven thousand people telling him how bad he is. He's just going to do no good whatsoever. So, yeah, we probably do need to rotate around anymore, but I don't think throwing kids in is the right way to go at the moment. I think in January we need to look to look to bring in a bit more strength in depth that are you know, ready to, ready to play, um, even whether that be you know, low knees or, or whatever, or, or permanent signings. But again, what we've just discussed may have thrown all those bonds out of window. You don't know. Do you? I mean, look, the good thing is, Potts, there's a little bit of strength in depth, aren't you? When you think, you know, kind of Karoma, if I'd have said to you at the start of seeing Karoma be barely getting any kind of starting time, you'd have been like, well, shut up. You know, we've, mm. we've kind of party wonders, Ruffles and Toffolo and what have you, that could be, you know, kind of long-term contingency and stuff. We... We have got a little bit of competition for place, and I, I definitely think that's been one of the reasons we've uh, not not a lot, but enough to, you know, kind of you know propel us into guys knowing they're not going to kind of start every week and that as well. But I think it is one or two injuries away, two or three, four injuries away. So, no, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, that that's the worry. Sai, you agree with Paul? So. The kids, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, we talked about people like Keen Harrett and Kamara and such. I think kind of. For as good as the B team is, I'd much rather see them go out on loan to kind of League Two conference and play in some mm. football that has some meaning and has some kind of um, that matters to an extent. I'm not saying the B team games don't matter, but ultimately, at the end of the day, they are development games and actually go and play somewhere where you're going to take some abuse from some fans and actually where kind of there is some emotion involved. And I think they'll come back better players because of it. I know Harrod has been out on loan previously to kind of Geisley and Harrogate before one reason or other they haven't worked out but you can, for me you can score as many goals and look as good as you can in a, in a B team game but it's, it's so far detached from kind of first team football that, that kind of um, 
it's very hard to make that transition. And we've obviously seen Edmonds Green and, and Critchco kind of and daily out on loan at the moment. I think the first two particularly have, have made quite a good impact at their two clubs. I'm, I'm not sure about Matty Daly, but um, I'd like to see them do that rather than bring him into the team personally. Um, I think just my mum was saying the other day, I think he must have scored a late goal and my mum was mentioning that just still even singing about Matty Daly. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good for Hartlepool. Yeah, good on him. Good on the lad. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, just to come back to that tweet you mentioned previously, kind of where it says kind of similarities of previous seasons. I, I'm not as... I, I don't think we'll end up in the same situation as last season. I think the squad does have more depth. You look at kind of our full-backs and better cover there, across the back line, better cover, better players to come in if we do have the injuries. And I would like to think that last season's injury crisis was a bit unprecedented in terms of the numbers of injuries. Yes, we will have some at some point, but hopefully not to the same extent. So I'm not as I, I don't see it's gone on that downward stretch that it went on last year. But no, um, I've got throw three names at you that we've never seen. We've mentioned Rhodes already, Aaron Rowe, Pippa. So yeah, I get people saying the injuries and stuff, but this is almost like three new signings, you know, the old day. <laughs> But yeah, they're, they're, and they'll be really good for us because they're positive forward players that I think we do need a little bit of Pippa has been a big miss for me. Yeah. I know he tailed off the second half of last season, but I'd give me a Pippa whether on the bench or starting and stuff and that as well. January will be fascinating, especially with the news that's happened last week. At will Ober- I mean, I know he signed it. He did a really good interview with the Football League paper the other week, said I'd rather play Liverpool Town than you know sit on a Premier League bench, which was really good. So that... That'll be interesting to see if it's put to the test. Although, you know, I suppose it's the, the ball's in the club's court now, isn't it? That the uh, he's signed that new mm-hmm. deal. But Toffolo is just a really weird one. I'm surprised it hasn't made as much news as, as it does. And uh, a few people were kind of criticising Toffolo on, on Tuesday, some of the fans and that. So they, were think, they don't think he's all that. But I have to say again, yesterday, some of the balls across. And he loves, you know, Odysseal Town and that. So I think it'd be a big blow if we lost Toffolo. And uh, yeah. Ruffles is, is a difficult one because we've not seen much of him really. And that's so all. We'll probably get a glimpse in the third round of the cup because, you know, he likes to rotate. And in that, does Carlos. But it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But again, it's never a dull time being a town fan, is it? And uh, yeah, the keeper's on his toes, though. Like people were saying, yeah, like last season. But I, I agree with you, Si. I don't feel like it to me because, you know, we were. I think the division might be in a little bit better last season, but I remember when I think it was New Year's Eve one and Sarf scored the goal or what have you and that as well. And we were, I could be wrong, could be 10th, but we were some way off the playoffs. And it almost felt like we were kind of invading the, the top half for a for a bit of a party, really, rather than somewhere where we can achieve really to be in that as well. And to be honest, I think most fans might take 12th, 13th now, but I don't know. I just think we've got better players now, Sai, and, you know, Leeds, Colwell, and. Uh, you know, Piss has been fantastic at the back and not to mention the keeper has been an absolute revelation. We've not even mentioned him and I on that as well. So to me, we're a better squad. We're a stronger um, spirit and that as well. That's huge. We've got rid of Pritchard. No surprise Sunderland are doing <laughs> some of them scores and that as well. But yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know, just throwing it out there. We've got kind of, that matters a lot to me. We've got this club back, mate. We've got, you know, regardless of what people might think compared to the Wagner team, We've got players rowing in the same direction. It's really, really positive and that as well for me to go down to the stadium knowing that we're going to have lads giving everything for the still town. That, that's been long missing, mate. That's so, what they want in it as a fan. You want to turn up and, uh, and know that they're going to give you something. So we bring me nicely on and We will go do a full West Brom preview because we'll leave that to the uh, professionals, Brady. We don't want you uh, 
you know, <laughs> either suing us and stuff like that as well. But I want to touch on it because I'm just putting an appeal out here, but I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. Please don't boo Carl and Graham. Don't abuse him. Don't cheer him. Don't boo him. <laughs> I know it's going to happen, and you know what's going to happen. You've heard it here first, but just my head in this little bit because people... I know some people weren't a fan of him that as well, but we got good coin for him. He did a good job at the Silt Town, and but I know he's going to get a lot of shit. He is pos, isn't it? Why? I think some people some people make it black and white, don't they? You either clap your ex players or you give them dogs abuse. Why? Just 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 almost ignore the fact that yeah, he's, you, you know when, he, when his name runs out, give him a little clap or yeah. just do note. Um, I, to me, you only ever you know, give people some shit when they've left in weird circumstances or they've slight club off or they've, you know, disappeared for, for money. And Carl and Grant at that time were miles better than Rosfield Town. And like you say, we've got a ridiculous amount of money for him. He's not he's gone on to West Brom and done all right. He's not he's not, you know, pulled up any trees, has he? He's, he's scored a few and, you know, but yeah, just like you say, just let him get on with it. Because like you say, if you give him a lot of crap, he'll end up scoring, won't he? Say, I know you're not going to be singing his electric, but boom, <laughs> you're going to boo him? Yeah. Um, no, he didn't really leave on bad terms. He didn't really leave on bad terms, did he? It depends. If he starts cupping his ear in front of the crowd, then I might probably give him both pelters. But, um, <laughs> uh, obviously, it won't come to that because he's not going to score. But, um, no, it's second half going towards Southampton because we're going to be playing the other way. Because the <laughs> club are going to be watching this and getting a message out to our captain. Play that bloody other way, mate, so we can celebrate from the empty seats and do all that when it's four one down or what have you. Come on. Uh, <laughs> see, if we, no, ever, I mean, if we ever play the other way and lose, mate, you're gonna get somewhere. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to you know what, Pots, let's I'm trying to think. My memories now, like kind of because obviously we've lost a lot of COVID, but might have to think of the wag. When did we score late winners in our end or or won famously second half? I can't. I'm struggling to remember many. Are you? Hmm. Yeah, that um, might come back to me on on Twitter or something like that. But Alan Moy against um, Newcastle, second Premier yeah, League game. Yeah, that was at our end. That was about was about, about seventy five minutes, something like that. Outside, good shout, mate. Mm. I tried to think all those late winners like that Preston one. I'm thinking that promotion when Moy's penalty was saved and yeah, that was the end. Oh, but that were the other yeah, end. Derby when Wagner were on. That were the, the, yeah, the other yeah. end. So, I'm not going to go anyone in the nose, and I love you all. Man. <laughs> I know you go for a swim before the game, and you're possibly <laughs> your pants on his Yeah, and just finishing there. So it's God managerial merry-go-round. It's just it's interesting, isn't it? Jimmy Carragher mentioned today, and he's right. I think once the national break comes up, I think teams are thinking we'll make that change. <coughs> two weeks to uh, kind of get mm-hmm. the guy in and have a look at the squad and what have you and stuff as well. So in our division. Barnes have got a new manager, but I think the big talking point is the uh, Middlesbrough, because obviously an ex uh Town hero for many, Neil Warnock. Uh, pause, is this his last job, mate? You can't write the guy off, but it never felt <laughs> to me Middlesbrough. Yeah, Norwich on Monday. <laughs> yeah. It never felt to me that, that Middlesbrough and, you know, they were they were not pulling penetries. I always thought they had a better squad than, than Warnock was saying. They should have been doing better, so I must admit that news didn't surprise me. It happened before the game, didn't it? And that's because they got a draw, didn't it? West Brom, but Chris yeah. Wilder in, Warnock out. It's a bit 73 years old, mate. You'd think you'd be uh, putting your feet up, wouldn't you? And, uh, but Chris Wilder's a good appointment, though, mate. And I think that kind of uh, sends a message there. Yeah, I think that, that is a really good appointment. You talk about those you know, teams that are in the months with a chance. That, that gives Middlesbrough a great chance now to take one of those, you know, those three sort of spots. And um, they'll, they'll, if he gets his, his teeth into them and 
you know, like you say, Warnock is 73 year old. And I often think these older managers now, the game's moved on a little bit from their sort of tactical nouns. And he's, he's done absolutely fantastic as Warnock, like you say, Town legend, get got us promoted. And a legend within the game himself, you know, the, the, the stories that you hear about him and the video clips that you see, you know, just old school, isn't he? And I think, you know, just come to a point where that, that can only take you so far. And it's probably, it served him well throughout his career, but game games moved on now. And, you know, those sort of managers are, you know, a dying breed and, you know, 73 year old, like you say, get your feet up, Neil, and, and chill out. But no doubt he'll, he'll be, in, he'll end up on as a pundit or, radio and stuff like that because he's just a character isn't he bit of after dinner speaking maybe to tell yeah. some tales because uh, I bet he's got a few to tell so I think he'll have one more job in him personally I, I, I think he'll want to go out on his own terms and I think he may have well been planning to leave at the end of the season but I think he'll want to finish on his terms and if a club kind of down the wards the bottom of the championship maybe someone like Hull who knows comes knocking towards the end of the season I can see him <laughs> ending up there for the last 10-12 games keeping a team up and kind of then bowing out on that point. Yeah. I go the other way like Big Sam and, and kind of go is absolutely wrong. Back, back at Sheffield United say at this rate. You, know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. They got absolutely battered at uh, Blackburn. Ben Britton, Diaz, unbelievable, mate, what he's doing uh, this season for them. Just Chilean international. Head. Yeah, but someone kind of pointed, we didn't read the tweet out, but <laughs> we were on about we need a striker, this, that and the other, but someone rightly pointed out we, didn't, we got promoted we out in 2017, which is a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we we had Wells, didn't we? Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, but I know I know the point they're making. Yeah, I think that pretty much rounds it up, guys. So we've talked about a lot there, and uh, yeah, it's nice to be back on. But like I said at the start, you know, hopefully Matt Matt will return soon, and uh, yeah, we wish him all the very best. And <coughs> national break uh, next week. God, I'm very honestly, I hate international football so much. But <laughs> sorry, guys. So, You'll be going in your old as well, yeah? Where are you going this way? Get down the non-league. Get down the non-league. Cabra, I went to that yesterday, man. Bloody hell. Jonathan Green is there, man. Do you remember him? Legend, West Brom and... Uh, yeah. Not West doing West very well, is he? Middlesbrough. They won yesterday, mate, but it wasn't exactly sexy football. But no, they lost to Poz's uh, all-conquering Liversidge in the FA Trophy kind of the week before. But, but no... Two years without defeat. Imagine that. Non-league football, mate. Honestly, it's so refreshing. It's just like you watch some of that Premier League, and it's like you want to get yourself down to watch some proper football. Hopefully, people will uh, take that up next Saturday. But yeah, no, guys. Thanks for your contributions. Enjoyed the uh, recording, and uh, we'll catch you again soon. Lads, what's your favourite ninetieth-minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.